This edition of My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Valve Performance, the team behind the Nordboard, Forstax, the Groin Bar, and Human Track. Guys, the most important ability for all of our athletes is availability, and that's the absolute goal of Valve Performance, is to provide solutions to performance professionals so that we can get the right information to make the right decision at the right time for the betterment of the athletes that we get to work with. To do this, guys, they have a wide range of validated products that focus on usability, and having been founded by the School of Exercise and Nutrition Sciences at the Queensland University of Technology, they're extremely evidence-based and they're beyond transparent. I can tell you that our time using the Nordboard and being involved with Forstex, we have been introduced to so many amazing people that have truly helped us become better coaches, have a better understanding, not just of the technology, but also what we're doing with our athletes. So make sure you hop over to ValPerformance.com today to make sure you check out what they got. It's going to make you better and to do better by your athletes. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some awesome practitioners who are always trying to evolve and continue to grow professionally throughout their career. The problem with many of us, though, is finding a new outlet, a new way and a new perspective on the questions that we may have, whether it be programming whether it be situational with dealing with coaches, or whether it be career advice. Because all too often what happens is we get stuck in with the same group of friends and the same group of colleagues that we reach out to for advice repeatedly over and over again. But what we should really be looking for is different perspectives, different people who have been through different situations who can help us make better decisions both for ourselves and our athletes. And one awesome place to start with that is the forums in the Strength Coach Network. In the forums in the Strength Coach Network, You'll be able to reach out and get feedback, input, and advice from coaches from all over the world, from everything, from career advice to training modalities to programming. There's people there just for the same reason as you are, to try to get better, to learn, to share information, and to grow the field of strength and conditioning. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash c-v-a-s-p-s to dive into all that great content today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay Mayo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. Today, guys, I want to continue to run down that path that we've been going down here of late when we're talking about some lessons that we've learned, you know, through the past season that we're going through right now and some things that have really opened my eyes and I think need to be shared because I think this season has really helped me develop as a coach um, and I think that there are some things that I've kind of caught myself in and what we've been doing uh, in the past. And, and a lot of these things have, have really made me take a step back and reflect and, and, and hopefully find better ways. So hopefully some of these mistakes that I've made can eliminate some issues for people, you know, in the future. And I think that, you know, what we need to talk about today is kind of twofold. Um, you know, I think that one thing that we're really, really good at, like really good at when it comes to this field of sport performance is we're really good at researching and looking and digging and finding better ways or different ways or unique ways or whatever it may be to continue to evolve, to continue to evolve the X's and O's of what we do, you know, and especially today, it's super easy, right? It's not like, you know, if you listen to the talk I had with Martin last week, it's not like you got to get on a plane and fly to Chicago to go to some, you know, super seminar to listen to Vrkashansky speak. Like, 
There's stuff all over the internet. There's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I mean, shoot, I'm talking to my phone right now. I mean, like, these devices have allowed us to find information at a rapid rate. And I also think what these devices have done a little bit it's brought a little bit of FOMO or a little bit of, you know, some paranoia a bit with coaches. Because, you know, Hank's talked about this, that there's a lot of coaches that would rather work, like, outwork teams than, than win in a way, right? Like, they're worried that they've never done enough. Like, we haven't done enough. We could have done more. We could have done more, blah, blah, blah. And while I partly agree with that, I don't think anybody wants to lose. I do agree that I think that at times we worry more about the work than the outcome. And when we see people doing things, like you see someone putting out some really great content on the mobility work they're doing, people get worried and they think, wow, we got to be better at that, right? Like that FOMO or that paranoia that maybe I'm not doing the best for the kids. Or you see some of these different agility approaches or movement training approaches that are being done. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Better pump my brakes and reevaluate everything we're doing because if they're doing it better than us, then they're going to be better than us which may or may not be the case, and we would all probably agree to that. But I think one thing that we talk about a lot in all this that I think gets overlooked quite often is the fact and the statement that really, like, the X's and O's are important, but they're not nearly as important as the Jane's and the Joe's that you get to coach. You know, like, there's only so much training that you can do to, to work with genetics, right? There's, there's a ceiling and a floor to everybody. And that's not saying that what we do like to diminish what we do or talk down about what we do. I think that what we do is exceptionally important. We're able to find those ceilings. We're able to get them there. We're able to teach them things. They can learn great lessons. There's all those great things that come from being in a weight room and running and doing all that stuff. But I think more and more now, we like to talk about how we're doing all these things for the the end of one, for that one person, for each individual, how we're building these programs based on autonomy and this, that, and the other thing. But at the end of the day, we probably don't give as much leeway and in individualization as we probably should. And looking at our programming, I think that I, I was still a little guilty of that. And I think that part of it is because we get stuck in our ruts too, and we get stuck in our ways. And we, we start to, to get a little bit of tunnel vision. And that's kind of what happened with me. And it took me even taking a bigger step back and observing where people were going to in choice situations where they would have the ability to make a decision. And just watching and allowing that to happen and then asking questions. No, because just because someone has the ability to show you something or they have the ability to display something well, like great elasticity or high force outputs doesn't mean that that means is what they feel is best for them. And just because they do those things well doesn't mean you should push them to demonstrate those well because really what that could be is just us getting stuck with our ego and wanting to see someone do something really well so we can hang our hat on that as a coach as opposed to listening to why they may want to go a different route and what they may think is better. For example, we have one player who can squat well over his body weight for 20 reps 
has done combined effort squat jumps with near body weight and clearing the ground by a good six inches. But when we put him in a situation where he could choose jumping exercises and squatting exercises, he moves away from the barbell and he moves away from combined effort jumps. And then his response to that simply was, you know, I, I do well with those, but sometimes I worry about the load or sometimes I'm stiff and sore afterwards and sometimes I just don't feel as well so I move down to less intensive things so that I feel better the next day. Now, could the argument be made that maybe he should have been prepared better so that he could handle those stresses and do those things? Maybe. Maybe. Could the argument be made that maybe this person is just giving a rationalization for them to kind of just do something easier? Maybe. But then I look at this situation and I say, this is what this individual feels is going to be best for them. This is what they're sharing with me they feels would be best for them. So this is what's best for them. And talking with them about it and allowing them to figure out their way through that by giving them these selections that they can choose in these menus has allowed for many of them not just to build, like we talked about last week, these routines, but also to plug and play some things and to say, you know what, I did that for a while and now I'm not feeling as good, so I'm probably going to change a little bit here so that I feel better tomorrow. Sensational. And that leads me to why the Janes and the Joes are so important, and that's a, I don't know if this quote actually did come from Coach Dick Tarrant or not, who's a Hall of Fame coach from University of Richmond, because I think we've all heard it, as the best thing that happens to freshmen is they become sophomores. That's not a shot at these young people coming in. That's just the matter of fact that that year of learning and maturity is really important for them in this college experience. And even more so that year of learning, you know, and trying to help them understand like what's good, bad, and indifferent for them and, and how they feel is important. And also, though, as a coach, again, going back to the Janes and the Joes versus the X's and O's, is the argument going to be, well, you should be doing combined jumps because that's what your best output is versus consecutive jumps, which you say make you feel better? Or should the argument be, hey, man, we got to make sure we're fueling better. Hey, man, what are we doing to make sure we're sleeping well at night? Hey, man, what are we doing to make sure we follow these hydration protocols? You know, you didn't finish your, your drink last night after practice. You saw it in your locker. What's going on? You know, what now, when they understand these other things, right, these, these bigger picture things, like the what I need to do to physically feel better in my training, then what now are these places where we can prod and poke and move things around so that we're ensuring they're in the best place possible? Is it working more on post-game meals? Is it working more on making sure they eat lunch? They're hydrating properly after practice. We're weighing in, weighing out, whatever you're doing to do that. Or are they a person that still needs to focus on what's going on in the training? Or do they not completely understand the system that you run with your team or the principles of your programming? And do you need to continue to work on them with that? So understanding where you need to be coaching and what you need to be pushing and pulling has been a really big lesson. And learning the whens and hows 
of what these these swords are to lie on has been really, really important. Because, again, at the end of the day, our goal is to ensure that they perform at their highest level. So am I going to fight a kid over eight jumps? Or am I going to fight a kid over making sure that they ate lunch? Or breakfast? Or that they finish their hydration packets? Because at the end of it, once we teach them the things that are important within the walls of the weight room or on the track or whatever it may be, we need to make sure that they're doing best by them so that they're able to perform at their highest level. So I'd love to hear more about how you guys place a bigger emphasis on the Janes and the Joes versus the X's and the O's. Or maybe some ways that once you look back, you're like, wow, I need to be better at this. Because I think that the more that we're able to communicate about this stuff and the more we're able to talk amongst ourselves as performance professionals, the better we can be for the kids that we get to work with. So keep that open dialogue and keep listening and keep trying to find better questions. But make sure that you're ticking boxes and that you're teaching them the best way to do these things so that at the end of the day, you can continue to focus, focus more and more on the Janes and Joes versus the X's and O's. As always, guys, truly appreciate everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. Be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. See you then.